Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. And now there's an NBA mock draft on there. Go there. It's probably been on there for a little while. If you haven't been there in a while, it's there. Go there right now and look at what they think about the the upcoming draft, because that's what we're going to be doing here really soon. Uh, I'm pretty excited for the draft. So is HashtagRasco.com. Go check them out. I'm your host, Mike Catherine. Joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What is up, Tyler? Well, I think you missed the plug, Michael. Hashtag basketball is now becoming hashtag all fantasy sports needs. That's very true. Yeah, Shout out to them. And they have fantasy football rankings, fantasy hockey. So um, they're kind of becoming the place for all your fantasy sports needs, which is once, fantastic. Once all the right. fantasy football money comes in, I'll start uh, I'll start plugging the fantasy football hashtag basketball, hashtag football, whatever. So I got my I got my usual question for you, Mike. Okay. This is a question you may not have an answer to. Okay. I did not go to Milwaukee and party with Giannis last night. No, I did not. Well, this actually this actually ties into that. So yes, the Bucks won the championship. Fantastic. Shout out to um, the Bucks. I feel like it was a good. If you were a not a neutral in this in this battle, I feel like you kind of won either way, right? Because Giannis was finally going to get over the hump and win his championship, or Chris Paul was going to win his. And we know you don't like Chris Paul, but. Nope. I feel like Chris Paul has just had some very unfortunate luck perhaps throughout his career at some points. Yeah. His Uh, name is Scott Foster. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyways, so this is my question with that season in the books now, right? Completely over. Which team has the most surprising off season? Not calling it best because last year I'd argue it was the Pistons. Right. They didn't have the best, but they had the most surprising where you're going like, the Pistons did what? You're like, what are they? Why? What are you doing? Why? Stop, please. And stop. No. Yes. So that's the question. It's not best. It's not who makes the craziest trade. It's which one do we sit back and go, what? They did what? When did they do that? Who? How did that happen? (laughs) Mm, That's a a great question. Um, I don't know anybody who doesn't like, like who, who I don't know anybody who likes basketball who didn't enjoy this entire entirety of the playoffs. Uh, I think there's a lot of like shitbird, uh, you know, casuals and uh, you know LeBron homers that uh, were bitching and moaning, and they got sh- they got pretty much shut the hell up on uh, NBA Twitter pretty quickly. Um, so I'm hoping for a season of parody next year, similar to this year, and so. I'm going to say the the weirdest the weirdest offseason or you you didn't say weird you said the most interesting offseason is going to go to the Grizzlies. Ooh, ooh, an interesting pick. Probably not even in my top 5 of teams I would bet. Now, get get a little freaky, get a little wild with this offseason. I feel like the Grizzlies are in that uh almost Suns area from a, a year or two ago they got the right they got some of the right i guess uh, personnel but they're missing some role players or misses uh, at least one big corner piece to to fulfill the roster and i also think in order to build that team they're gonna have to take 
some risks with moving people around. And so if they do try to build that team, it's going to be pretty shocking because I think they will have to move on from some of their younger players. I like it. I like the thought process of it. Um, I don't necessarily know that I disagree. I had two teams that I kind of had. Well, I think the Kings are going to finally decide no. a path, but that's not no. going to be that surprising. Tyler, come on. But, what, year, what year is it? 20, it's 2021. But I, I honestly come think on. the team that's going to be the most surprising is the Pelicans. Okay. Because I think the Pelicans realize they got Zion, right? And they realize that the Steven Adams thing probably didn't work and they're trying to get rid of Eric Blitzow. And I think they're just going to make some, some wild moves, some moves that you go like they traded who for who and what, like when, why, how, and I'm just, itch- I think they're a team just to watch in that sense, right? Like they want to win around Zion. Now you're already starting to hear the rumblings of like Zion may want to leave if they don't start winning more. So I think they're going to get wild. I think the T wolves are going to get wild. Interesting. Okay. I don't, yeah, they might actually, that would be, I would be sh- surprised if they're just like, screw it. We're done with whatever this era is. I'm out. See you later. And cats worth a lot. Like, you know who, you know, it'd be interesting. Thunder, Thunder trading like half their picks for, for cat and being like, yeah, that's fine. This is a pretty good piece to have. Also, we still have like a hundred first round draft picks. So it's totally fine. Yeah. And we, I mean, you and I've talked about this on the pod before that, they just have so many picks now that they can't make them all. It's not possible. They don't have enough roster spots to make them. So at some point, they're going to have to take a swing for somebody. But they also could do something ridiculous to one of those desperate teams. Like, uh, you know, you're talking about Zion being unhappy on a, uh, on a bad team. Cat uh, probably is, uh, I would say, unhappy. Um, if I'm him, I'm, I want to get out of Minnesota, man. That's some, some bad bad vibes, bad mojo in Minnesota um, for for. That Carl, the, the Anthony, the, the Towns, it's not Anthony Towns, is it? Carl, it's Carl no. Anthony, yeah. He's Carl the, Towns, Anthony, yes. the poor Towns family, uh, all, all prayers and uh, I'm not religious, but you know, right. all good vibes. So, family, if you got out, maybe the better vibes would come. I don't know, not in Oklahoma City, though. God, that would suck. So, yeah. the Oklahoma City, and a lot of people think they're going to try to trade Shea Gilgis and like, even go further in the tank this offseason. And I just don't see the, ah, I don't, I don't see the purpose of that move. Why? Like, What's the point? point what, you what, you, you're, not getting any, you're not getting anything better back for Shea Gildress. And he's young. Like, I don't, I don't get that. I, I mean, you see that move yeah. hypothesized out there all the time. And I just don't understand that. So Shea Gildress and Carl Anthony Townsend, a pick and roll. Sounds very interesting to me. Oh yeah. Eastern conference team that gets weird. You got one. Um, yeah. Let me let's take a look at this Eastern conference. We were talking though about, um the wizards beforehand and i'm gonna let you take that one because that was your idea but i would say i don't even think the wizards get the wildest so if you want the wizards you can have adam this might be on the nose but it would be fun to watch the 76ers fall apart uh yeah it would just i mean it's maury so he just loves to trade so they're gonna make trades like maury always trades yeah it's not surprising i just think it would be the most entertaining thing to do yeah, so the team I think that's going to try to get wild with it in the East is Charlotte. Really? They've got La- Why do you they, think that? It's just kind of the same idea, right? They've got LaMelo. They've got some pieces, but they're not really that good yet. And they really need a couple more pieces to be better. And so I think they're just going to try to get, get a little crazy with it. 
I also think the Pacers are going to push all in now that they got Carlisle to try to win. So they might make some moves that shock some people too. Well, the Raptors got to be on that short list too, right? Yeah, but like, so does, does Toronto keep Kyle Lowry? That's the first question, right? Yep. And I think in the draft, they're going to end up with Jalen Suggs. And then I don't know that you can play Suggs, Lowry, and Van Vliet all at the same time. So maybe letting Lowry go is the thing to do. And you know what I mean? And hopefully you can maybe get a sign and trade there or something. And and then you kind of just go with Van Vliet and Siakam and Suggs and, and try to build it that way. Yeah, I think they should trade their third pick to the Bulls <laughs> for um... – Oh. So Denzel you, Valentine, and it's, see, it's that time of the year again where the worst trades of all time. Mike, run. I might ruin your week right here. Um, are you familiar with the site Spot Rack? It's a contract site. I am not. Are we sponsored by them now? Uh, no, we're not, but they they basically for years have had like basically the best kind of contract breakdowns on the NBA. Um, if you're ever looking for that kind of stuff, well, they released this new tool where basically it's the trade machine on steroids, you can play Ooh. GM. Oh, my you, favorite it's, thing. To, it's a total roster management tool. My so favorite can, thing to do on uh, 2K, if you're not surprised by that. So, yeah, you can start it. You can sign free agents. You can make trades. You can, you know, uh, stretch players. You can do anything a real GM can do. It is absolutely insane. It is the coolest thing out there right now. Um, yeah. So I love it. If you're into that and you want to blow a lot of hours trying to remake <laughs> your favorite team, there's there's your ticket. All you uh, uh, all you uh, Lakers fans out there, I'm sure this will give you even more time and uh, more ability to figure out a way to get Kyle Kuzma off the team for like Dame Lillard or uh, <laughs> Steph Curry. Or... Okay. So I, no one loves a hypothetical trade more than this man. Right. Like I, I'm just a fan. I like to You're a big fan. Right. But some of you people just need to get it, get in touch with reality or I don't know, have a, have a drink or I don't know what it is you need to do, but like have less drinks. Yeah. Like you can't just say, and, and, and I, I tell this people all the time, you know, you can't just say, oh, we want to give up this contract and we want to get something good for it. So we're just going to make that trade. Like, that's not a real trade. You got to give something of value to get something of value. Yeah, it turns out um, it turns out the the, the Russian guy who owns uh, Brooklyn or used to own Brooklyn, I, I think he sold them. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, turns out it's not his first rodeo anymore, uh, which Danny Ainge made his entire career on um those guys don't really buy teams anymore which is great because uh you know after him and the 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 guy from the kings uh we've got some smart owners or at least some owners who are saying hey i'm gonna hire a smart gm and let them do all the work i'm gonna stay out of it yeah and and it'll be interesting to see some of the new teams that did hire gms if they can kind of get taken advantage of uh, Brad Stevens, maybe uh, it might've sort of already happened to him a little bit. Yeah. Well, swindle, swindle deal there. I think maybe, I don't know. We'll see. It's not the worst. I think it was not a good deal, but it was also not the worst deal, uh, but let's get into it, Tyler. Let's get to the, the fantasy portion of the pod. It is 
Isn't Never that whole true. life of fantasy now, Michael. Come on. Um, yeah, it's well, I would wouldn't call it a fantasy, I'd call it a nightmare. Um, that uh, my boss can find me at all hours of the day. Um, <laughs> the reason we're here is to do what you should not be. Well, actually, screw it. I think you should be doing this because this is the best time to do it. The season is fresh in your mind, the off season is fresh in your mind, and come you know october september october when you do you start back and you start your drafts and you get up with your friends or random strangers on the internet you're gonna be like oh man um was tobias harris was he good last year or was he not good i don't i don't remember i don't remember so now's the time to do it's never too early but the two it's never too early to do too early rankings Rankings of 2021 to 2022 NBA full season back in action. Shout out champion Bobby Portis. I saw that he did That's an the name of the pod today. I, I saw that he did an interview with the athletic. Um, I can't believe they gave him the mic at the award ceremony. <laughs> let me tell you what, Bobby was a big part of that. You know, he had some real big moments there. And absolutely was essential and- to them getting to where they are. Yeah, and uh, th- the story was cool, though. Did you did you read that in The Athletic? It was actually really no. neat. He basically called Giannis, according to the story. I mean, th- this is all just secondhand knowledge. This, he called Giannis and basically was like, I want to play with you, dude. And Giannis was like, yeah, that sounds good. I'll call the owner and he'll... All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Hey, what's up? Sure. And, uh, well, Bobby, Bobby knew what he was doing, man. So props to him for that. Yeah. Bobby, while, <laughs> like, obviously a loose canon like it's only going to mature because like remember when like zach randolph was considered like man that guy's too crazy to play with and then he was like 20 and 12 for like seven seasons in a row and it was actually very good um another guy who did it and not not maybe not to that same extent but javel mcgee he was almost out of the league and he won three championships in a row and played a pretty big role in all three teams yeah and body force even as a young kind of uh, up and down guy had these moments those moments that i talk about when i look at young players in, in fantasy leagues uh for for my fantasy drafts is that do you have like a holy shit stat line and bobby portis had quite a few of them with the bulls to me that's a that's a guy who could come in and suddenly score you you know 20 points it's kind of a big deal oh for sure so i shout out to bobby portis okay Uh, so let's get get into it let's go to the first round so how many players are you considering for the top position in fantasy nope. next year that's i think that's the first important question right because it's important to just get the bucket and then figure out who's who's the guy right we yes. need the bucket first we need the players like who are we picking from because if you try to narrow it down from like even like the top 25 like it just gets a little crazy in your head if now because obviously rosters are not going to stay the same but even with some like intelligence, you can tell. I, I all right here. There's only a handful of that of those top uh, those top roster spots the, the, in the first round who would even be optional to move teams. I think the answer might be one, Tyler. So here's the thing I'll say about it. I would argue in the first round, no trade or player movement is going to impact pretty much anything I'm doing in the first round. I don't think. No, not at all. You know if Damian I mean? Lillard gets traded, I still really like Damian Lillard in the first round. Yeah, and we saw it with Brooklyn, right? Like Harden, Durant, and Irving in per game value finished third, fourth, and sixth. Yeah, made Kyrie better. 
right? So, like, even if you're going to go, like, oh, well, you know, these three teamed up now and this guy's going to be worse, like, there's a flaw in that logic. There just is. Yes. Um, I agree. The good I'm, still, I'm still going to go with the answer is one. Only one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not I, I could be convinced. I can, can be convinced absolutely that it's that it's three, but I'm gonna go with one because I think when it comes down to it, nothing between now and the time the draft starts, barring any uh, heaven forbid injuries, will sway me from picking Jokic number one. Fair. So that's fair, and he should have even more on his plate, right? Because there's definitely going to be no Jamal Murray. Yep. Which Pretty makes much. him, which makes him kind of now the number one and the number two playmaker on. The and team. his stats were even crazier without Jamal Murray. I'd argue, I'd argue for Curry. Okay, uh, yeah. that was that was one of my three that right. I would that I've decided I'm. You know, probably not going to take first. And because Curry is super elite in three categories, right? Love him. Love and Steph Curry. He's, you know, he's mildly elite in in three others. He, Clay will be back. I don't think that really necessarily does anything to knock him out of my um, second spot, but... So that's an interesting name to bring up. Certainly Mike enough. only league, Clay Thompson... Right now, have to do the draft. Where do you pick a Clay Thompson? Oh, God, two full seasons. Yeah, no clue. One was an Achilles, one was an ACL. No clue what we're gonna get there. No idea, and no one does. Back to me, right? No one does. No one has any idea, but he's gotta go, right? I mean, like, he scored 20 points a game for five the, the last five seasons that he played and was an elite three point shooter in every single one of them. I feel like his stats translate to someone who, after a couple years, you know how this happens where like the league kind of shifts. His stats, if they stay the same, which is kind of maybe all weekends, like your best case, well, maybe not your best case scenario, but like that bell curve of like what potentially could happen is that he comes back and he's a little bit better or a little bit worse, probably is a little bit on the little bit worse side. So I'm going to say if he stays the same, he's not really a top 30 player. Like the league is shooting three threes a game. People in the league are scoring twenty points. Like Trey Young's in the league now. You know, uh, like it's. I'm not terribly impressed with his looking at his numbers in the context of today's league. He's a great player in certain leagues like Roto and things Abs- like that. Where absolutely he's, he's going to boost up all your percentages on pretty high volume other than the free throws, but the free throws are good. You know what I mean? There's just not a lot of volume there. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to be one of two ways to come the draft. I mean, they're going to be all in on clay or all out. Cause some people are going to be drafting him like in that 30, 35, 40 range where he used to reside. That's going to be too high. And then I think other leagues, he's going to be relatively forgot about and go like 75 or a hundred. And those leagues, I'm probably going to be all in because I think he's like right on the fringe of that top fifty. Well, let me let me throw some names at you: Clay or Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, well, definitely Donovan Mitchell right now. I mean, you just feel like he's healthier and readier. Yep. yep. Same That's thing. Players, players, CJ McCollum. Oh, good question. Because we don't know any idea where where CJ McCollum might be. Nope. Um, I'm taking CJ. 
Yeah, me too. Just feel better about the health. I mean, you missed two full seasons. I don't necessarily know that I want to take you over somebody. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure what they're going to do. All right. Clay or Terry Rozier. Oh, Oh, that hurts. Uh, this is a tough question. He's like, he's in the plateau. I think, I think he, he doesn't, he's not in the, in the, in my, in my top tiers. He is in the first plateau. That's what I mean. I think he's in that 50 to kind of 75 range where, you know, he's just, he's one of those guys. He's in that clump. Yeah. Him and Terry Rozier are really close. I mean, I just pick your horse. I'd probably go Rozier right now just because I feel better about him being healthy, but I think they're going to offer a very similar stat line. Like I think Clay's going to be a little bit better field goal percentage. They're going to be very similar in pretty much every other category. Rozier's going to give you a few more assists. It's kind of fun because I was going to do zero more, but now I found three more. Uh, Lightning round, Karis LeVert or Clay? Clay. Yeah, I I don't – I'm actually on the fence. I'm not even going to answer that. Give me some preseason. Um, (laughs) Clay or OG and Anobi? Oh, God. Uh, Give me OG. I don't know why. I just feel like OG might take another little step forward next year. And, yeah, I just really like OG, man. Just something about that game. I just – I think I might take Clay um, Clay or – Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Atlanta Hawks. Give me clay. All right, there you go. There we got it. We got a strong clay. Um, wow, we fell pretty uh, – clay has fallen pretty far, maybe too far. We'll have to reevaluate that as we get closer. Um, back to the top of the league. Curry's my number two. Sounds like he could be your number one. Who's your third? Oh, come on, Michael. You know who this person is. Ooh, is it Jimmy Butler? No. I'm in the, yeah. I'm I you know what and I'm okay with him going number one and it's Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, yeah it's the, Kevin Durant. Yeah, if I, Durant can stay healthy, like Durant is gonna just produce absolutely monster numbers. And he had the worst injury in basketball and came back and was amazing. Um, so the the case for Durant would be that Jokic slips a little bit and Durant you know takes another step forward a little bit further removed from that Achilles injury. And, you know, they kind of just flop spots there. Yeah, I think if you want to do it in the uh, could finish first, those are your three. I I would completely agree with that. And I think the next, like, micro tier, so I I think I'm going to start coining micro tiers this year, um, would be players that can be the best player in the league for an extended amount of time would be my next group in the first round. What do you think about that, Tyler? Oh, I thought you were going to go with the player. Yeah. Sorry, that was my bad. That oh, was no, no, my I, bad. I need some feedback on my micro tears. Oh, yeah, 100%. I thought, I thought you were just rolling right into the players. Yeah. Hashtag micro tears. Let's see it. Let's hear about it. So, um, okay, I'll roll right into the players. James Harden. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Joel Embiid. Could yeah, for sure. Easily take another step up, especially if they start going like, oh, screw Ben Simmons. That guy sucks. Um, Joel what Embiid. if it's not Ben Simmons? And we let Embiid play more in the post. No. I mean, sure. Right? Like, he shoots 1-3 a game, but he's not really very good at it. So if we let him just be a monster down low, those numbers could be even better, I think. Just bend the threes and let him be the guy down there dominating. And I, I think that might be a key to taking another step forward for him. Absolutely. Um, I, I think if he starts changing his game to be um, just more dominant, because he was, he was incredibly dominant. 
um, at times and periods, he was the best player in the league easily. Uh, so I, I think that's a possibility. That's why I think he's in this micro tier. And I, 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 I want to get your view on a couple more players in this micro tier. Uh, one of them being Carl Anthony Towns. Definitely in it, I think. Been injured the last couple of years, but we talk about this, how we, I mean, like, I just love Towns and fantasy. Like he just got that great across the board line where he can pretty much do everything. And he's a lead in a few categories and really good in everything else. Um, yeah, I would have Towns in that tier, probably below the other two guys and maybe below some other people. The only other guy I think I'm going to put in this, in this could uh, spend an extended amount of time as the best player in the league in that tier is Giannis. Oh no, I, I got one more person in this. Tier. Really? All right. I'm, I'm putting Giannis in there. I know he's got the free throw thing. Uh, of course he's got the free throw thing. If you're playing head to head, it might actually just not matter at all. And he might, <laughs> if you don't care about, like I said, if you don't care about free throws, um, you know, you might want to talk about Giannis being the number one player overall. Fact. And, and we talk about that in, in punt builds. You can easily make the punt build where Giannis is the number one player. Um, yep. It's not that hard to do. Absolutely. So, All right, then um, who 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 do you have that I think I'm maybe lower than you on? Okay. Well, first I want to I want to start with this question, and it has nothing to do with that. So let's just preface that. Kawhi right, Leonard, would you take him in a draft right now, assuming it is a redraft just for next year only? I'd argue you shouldn't. Probably not. Well, yes, yes, yes I would. I'd argue you shouldn't because he's going to miss at minimum. So he, according to everything that's been reported, which could be right, could be wrong, getting information about Kawhi Leonard is difficult for even the most plugged in people. So I'm not sure that anyone Tyler, Tyler is very plugged in. Um, it was a partial ACL tear. Spencer Dinwiddie just had one and had the surgery and was relatively ready to play basketball in six months. That's like the best case scenario for Kawhi. If it was a more than a partial tear, he's probably out for the entire regular season. Six months puts him back in January. I don't know that I want to hold Kawhi for that long, assuming that someone else right now, if you were in a draft, is going to take him probably in that first plateau somewhere from 50 to 70. Would you rather draft Norman Powell or hold on to for for Kawhi until January? And I think – my answer is actually quiet. Yeah, that's that's fair, but I might lean Norman Powell just because I feel like I'm going to get X number of games, and I don't know that I'm going to get any from Kawhi. So it depends on what my team looks like. Like if I need a home run in the second half, or if it's head-to-head, like if it's Roto, I don't want Kawhi in the sense that I may get 10 games from Kawhi and they're going to be all him trying to ramp up minutes to play in the playoffs. Whereas I'm going to get a full season of Norman Powell or X player. Relatively. That's fair. If you, if you have an IR, that's a completely different situation. I just think there is a risk reward. That's there's somewhere there's a risk reward that's worth it. Right. And it's probably at the end of the draft. Yeah. I think it's uh, pick 100 or later and it gets, it depends on the league too. Cause like if it's a deeper league and I got to pick Kawhi at a hundred, I don't even know that I want Kawhi at a hundred. I might get zero from that pick and it might be my fifth or sixth best pick. But value is value is value. And if you can move a guy like Kawhi 
on the rumors of him coming back, even that is value. Yeah, I guess. And that one may be the one. Okay, so the player. Do you want yeah. to guess the player? or? Uh, you... Let me take one sh- one guess. Uh, Kyrie Irving. No. Oh, interesting. Okay, who is it? Um, it's Luka Doncic. And the thing well, is... Of course it is, everybody. Of course it is. The thing about it is, so no one knows what Kidd's going to do. Jason Kidd's the new head coach, in case people don't know that. Um, in Dallas, where Carlisle resigned, Kidd took over. If you look at Kidd's time with the Bucks and the Nets, he was very superstar friendly and very ISO friendly. Yes. And if you also look at the time with the Bucks and the Nets, you wouldn't hire him as your head coach. Potentially <laughs> true. But I will say this Kidd did a decent job at some things. It's not to say Kid was a good coach, but he did do he did help Giannis a lot. And Giannis will even, I mean, he talked about that last night after he won. That's true. Um, he and Chris Middleton has talked about this numerous times about how Kid helped him basically become an all-star. He is very mm-hmm. much in empowering superstar players. I think you could literally see Luca somewhere close to averaging a 30-point triple double next season. Because Kid is gonna empower him even more than Carlisle did. Okay, interesting. Is that our first? Uh, is that our first uh, bold prediction? Potentially, um, I would argue, and and he's gonna go up there anyways. But like, I would argue, I would probably right now take him fifth. Wow, that's I wouldn't say much higher than me, but uh, higher than me. Well, think about it. Okay, if he averages thirty. That's an if. He averaged 27 this year. Okay. But he averaged 35 a night in the playoffs. If he averages 39 rebounds and 10 assists with three threes and shoots 48% from the field, and like, even if it's 73 from the foul line like it was this year. Now, the foul line thing is going to hurt. That's the big but, one. But aren't those numbers better than Giannis's? If it's 39 and 10? Well, those numbers are technically better. It's the steals and blocks where Giannis starts to leave him behind. But the, the do the threes make up for it? A little bit. Well, I don't know. So Giannis got 1.2 steals a game this season. Luka got one. So there's some easily fluctual variance to that sure. to be relatively the same. So you're literally just talking about the blocks. And a half a block from Doncic, I'll give it to him, is not not bad at all for for where, the, the position he plays. Yeah, and I mean Carlisle at least, and this is going to be different with Kid, but Carlisle put him in the corner a lot on the other team's worst player just to save his energy for on offense. All right, I'll, I'm gonna you know I'll give him an honorary uh, I'll give him an honorary micro tier second micro tier. Let's go to the third micro tier, which I'm just gonna call. I can't believe I I can't let this guy leave the first round. I'm okay. I'm good. At, I, I can't do it. And that's I would say Damian Lillard, for sure. Yes, I'd argue he might be the only one in this tier for me. I don't know. I don't know if I. Well, it's the health thing. It's Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and that's my thing is I don't want Kyrie as my first round pick unless it's a shallow league. Like if it's a ten or twelve team league, okay, I'm fine with it. But if it's a, I've a 14 team a 16 team even more than that i don't want Kyrie as my number one pick do you mm, probably not 
You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. Like, uh, he has played – now, he did play 67 games in 2019, but it's been 60, 20, and 54 other than that. And some of the absences don't seem like – anymore, they don't seem like they're, like, injuries. Like, sometimes he just misses a game because he's – Kyrie Irving, and they're going to do that with the 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 three boys over there in in Brooklyn. They're just going to go. Oh, you want to sit out tonight? Yeah, sure. We could just easily win this game. It's the Harden show. Yeah, and so I just I I don't feel good about having Kyrie as my first round pick. I just don't. Is yeah, I'd say the you you, you might be right that he's the only guy in there because I was going to put Jimmy Butler in there, but like Jimmy Butler's a turn guy. Bradley Beal's a turn guy. That's what I mean. I feel like everybody else here, you know, Trey Young, they're, they're like turn. all. They're all guys right there in that turn that you like, you feel good about it if you're picking them like 10th or 11th, but at 7th or 8th, you're going like, nah, man, I'll just have somebody else. Any bold prediction of someone in those second or third tiers making a bounce into the first round? Oh, question. Maybe just most likely. Cause uh, I would say almost like likely. Yeah. I don't know if any of them are likely, but most likely I could, I could vote on at least a couple guys. For sure, I, I'm I'll I'll second you that there's no one I would say likely. Unless you're gonna obviously pick some names that are right up there already. No. Um. Like oh, I'm go- not gonna count Bradley Beal. <laughs> That's what I mean. Healthy bounce up there. I mean, you can't like you can't even count like Paul George because he's been there so many times. You can't count guys like Chris Paul because he's been there so many times. So it has to be somebody that like actually jumped up. Um, I'd argue Shea Gill just probably has the best chance. First round. First round. Yeah, I mean, um, think about it, dude. On a team that was... I don't know. That was bad, right? They were bad. He was 50, 80, 23.7, 2, 5, and 6. Now, there wasn't a lot of defensive stats, and that's what that's what hurt him. Mm-hmm. You have to obviously get over a steal and, pretty, and closer to one block probably to make it happen. But the numbers were already outstanding, and now you put a little more talent on that team, like... What could he do? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Um, I think that's a good. That's a good. Actually, a good reach for a huge bounce up player. And I think we talked about him as being one of our um, quote unquote sleepers who will likely not be a sleeper by the time we get to the right. And the I'm not actual league. I'm not picking him in the first round. Oh, I'm absolutely not. You're talking I about mean- somebody who has the highest ceiling in the lower tiers. Right, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I might yeah. not even pick him in the second round. Like, I might find 24 guys I like better than him. But if I'm looking at somebody like, oh, God, he can bounce up. Like, Julius Randle's not bouncing up any higher than he did. He finished 25th in per-game value. Like, great for him. But yeah. he's not bouncing up to the first round next year. No, not at all. I don't, like, Donta Sabonis isn't going to suddenly do better than he is right now. And he's a great fan. He's an absolute great fantasy player. Um, I'm looking at two guys. One of them is entering his prime. He's about to enter his prime. Uh, his name is Zach Levine. Fair, but he finished 13th. So him and Tatum, I kind of disqualified because they finished 13th and 14th. That's fair. Which, like, it's a time. It's a but going from 13 to 9 is about as uh, impressive as going from 50 to 20. I'll agree with that. And Tatum was going to be my guy. Um, and Tatum is the other guy. Yeah. Right. But, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it might be. Now, Levine, I'd argue, is more. It's more of a good call if Levine does it. I feel like it's sort of maybe in Tatum's natural progression to keep climbing a little bit. Because he's still he's, 20, he's 23. That's what I mean. And he's been climbing so quickly that I'd argue that like his isn't as surprising as someone like Levine doing it. 
uh, that's fair. Um, I'd say most, it most likely is the question, though. And I'd say Zach Levine has the maybe the if you were taking bets, uh, if you could set the the odds on uh, which would be a weird website where they're like most uh, likely guy who didn't finish in the top ten in fantasy for uh, nine cat <laughs> roto leagues um, based on these particular uh, set of Z scores. Um, my guess would be this is, that this is a million list. dollar idea for you, Michael. I, I'm, ri- I'm writing it down right now. Setabet.com. You can just set the bet and then say what you want to bet. No joke. And then Michael, uh, can, Michael can take it or decline it, like accept or decline. It's just all this, against Mike. <laughs> this is an old idea. Shout out to my buddy, Phil, who occasionally listens. Um, he's been talking about set a bet, like that idea for a website where it's like someone sets a bet and you're allowed to take that bet however it's construed. He's been talking about that idea for like, I want to say 15 years. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a really good idea. And it's a great idea. That, I think we had to hire too many lawyers to figure out if we could do it. Well, that's probably true. And you got to like get some sort of uh, license to be allowed to bet and all that business, I'm sure. Well, it's easier to do it now, so maybe maybe that's what we maybe we should look back, pick that back up. I'm ready. I'm ready to quit my job, so let's uh, maybe I should pick that back up. All right, okay. where to now, Michael? Where let's, to? Yeah, I don't know because the first round is always the what everybody wants to hear about, and often is the least tricky. Um, the second round, on the other hand, is very tricky. So maybe let's just. Oh, okay. Let's play a fun game. Fun game. You ready for yeah. a fun game? Okay. I'm going to name some players, and you tell me where you'd like to draft them. Oh, it's too hard, but I'll try. I'll okay. Bam out of bio. Second round. Okay. Middle. Middle Mid- second round at the – that's where I'd like to draft him. Fair. And that's the game. Right? It's not right, where, where you have to draft him. It's where you would like to draft him. That's okay. Good. LeBron James. He's not getting any better. Bottom of the second round. That's what I mean, and he's not playing. He's not going to play a ton of games. I just top the th- maybe top of the third. Yeah, and I feel depending like on what I'm doing. Am I head to head or roto? Uh head to head because his field goals are terrible. Oh, okay, second round. The bottom of the second round. Maybe a little, so a little bit higher for. But I think he's going to be in a lot of casual leagues going in the first round. Just he's the name, right? He's the the guy, and he's still amazing. So, um, Chris Paul. Tough one. That's a tough choice. I don't. How many? I mean, he had a decent year. He played a decent amount of games. They he's managed... actually been healthier the last two years than he had been for like. I don't know. I'll Ages. look this up, but yeah. a while. You know I would I mean? actually reverse him in, with the idea of LeBron James. So, so 72 straight games in two shortened seasons. And then before that, it was 58, 58, 61, 74, 82, 62. Huh. Almost nine assists a game. Shout out to Chris Ball. That's, um, that's pretty good. Um, because of the assists, I'm, I'm going to switch him with LeBron. If I'm in a head-to-head league, uh, Chris Paul gets into that uh, maybe the beginning of the third and if I'm in a roto league, he ends up being in the bottom of the second. I switch LeBron with him, um, depending on the league. I feel like you are going to own a lot of Chris Paul next year, then. 
The Chris Paul's good. The old man hate will push him down like it always does. People uh, do not like small market names or old dudes. Okay, I got some fun ones now. So those were those were the easy ones, I think. Okay. Julius Randle. Ooh, okay. Julius Randle, career year. How old is Julius? Or how old is Orange Julius? Let's see. I want to say 29. I'm usually pretty good at that. 26. Way younger than I thought he would be. Okay. Wow. That's the most I've ever been off. Um, I'm probably not going to own a lot of them. Third round? Mid, mid, mid third round? Mid, late third round? That's where I'm at. And I don't know that he's going to survive that long. I, I don't love him. Yeah, I don't love him. He had right. a career year. He can only get worse. He played thirty, almost thirty-eight minutes. And if game. the if the Knicks add a point guard, he's not getting six assists a game again. No, I I mean I hope they try to keep him assist like making him like the the point Blake of the team, right? But like six assists is hefty if you have somebody who needs to pound the ball. Right. Even with Derrick Rose on the team, he's still got six assists. So I don't know. It's possible. But like like I said, that's got to be a ceiling, right? He is entering his prime. He's the same age as Zach Levine, who I just said could be a first-round player. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Uh, the overlooked first-rounder, potentially, Anthony Davis. Oh. Kind of forgot about Anthony Davis there for a second. Um, Anthony Davis is great. I think I'm still good at – I'm a bit risk adverse when it comes to, I think, specifically Anthony Davis's injury history. Second round. Yeah, he's more on the turn for me, I think. Yeah, I'd say I, I, if I got him, if I saw his name with the second pick of the second round or the third pick of the second round, I don't know if I could let him go. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Drew Holiday. Well overlooked, Drew Holiday. I like him a lot. Point guards are always. I think this might have been one of my better calls of the year, Mr. Yeah. Drew Holiday. I think so. I think you're right. He's just super efficient. He's not like fantastic anywhere, but he's also great across the board. Um, he's probably like an because point guards are at a premium. He's probably ends up in my third, mid third round. I would say, depending on if the point guards are just disappearing at, at the end of the second beginning of the third, I think that's where he, he's going to go and where I'm going to take him to. That's going to be no point guards left unless you're going to be willing to take a risk on and on, on a guy with some age on him, just because I mean Murray's out and it's the same crop as last year. Yeah. Minus guys you're, like Jamal Murray who got hurt. So you're probably going to need to take him at the end of the second round if you want him. And I don't know if I'm going to go like, Oh yeah, no, I'm going to take him over in a fucking bam out of bio because people need point guards like some if, if the point guards are being taken early people are slipping and by the time he gets to drew holiday who is a kind of across the board guy instead of like someone like trey young who's like going to get you 10 assists a game i'm probably going to let drew slide and take someone who slipped like bam out of bio or Vujovich. I'm with you, and that's another reason why I think I put Luca in that second tier. Is I feel like the point guards are going to fly off. Yeah, Luca probably has to be taken in, in the first in the first round, no matter what, huh? Yeah, and that's yeah. why it's like just those. You know, you talked about it. Those guys that are going to get you, you know, even eight or seven assists are going to dry up super fast. 
Yeah. And then you're going to be looking at six assist guys. And then the six assist guys are going to dry up super fast. And then you're going to be looking at five assist. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, there's that. Um, I got a couple more. Okay. A couple more. A couple more, couple more I'd like to know about. Uh, Devin Booker. Ah, weird. I was gonna. I was just looking at Devin Booker. Um, Devin Booker. The Suns are really interesting because they played a very specific type of style this year. Um, a guy like DeAndre Ayton, who I was pretty high on last year, ended up having a very muted fantasy season, but was a much much better NBA player. And I tweeted this out that like. He's so he's been so impressive in these in these playoffs that like I think in the long term, even though he took a muted kind of uh, role in the offense to be a better defender, that bodes really well for his longevity and not just in the league, but the fact that he will once his defense is real set, start making his offense even better and better and better instead of just being kind of like that role to the rim guy or just being an elite role to the rim guy. Um, I thought him and Chris Paul would be fantastic together. And um, DeAndre Aiden finished like pretty low uh, overall. The question was Devin Booker though. And I actually think Devin Booker gets a nice little bump from his, uh, you know, his experience on seeing what it, what you, what it takes to get to the finals and play in the finals. I think he'll be a little bit hungrier next year. And I think he's worth a kind of a late third, uh, early fourth round pick. Yeah, I think he's going to go higher than that, though. I don't think you're going to be owning. Oh, he's certain, he certainly is going to go higher than that. And I think that's the Chris Paul factor. If Chris Paul leaves, I'm on those guys in the – both him and DeAndre in, like, third, early third, maybe even late second. Yeah. If yeah. Chris Paul, like, retires suddenly, even though he said he wasn't going to. Um, I think they built that team around the, the way Chris Paul could and – not just could, but the most efficient way to play with Chris Paul. And it apparently just put everybody's crazy stat lines in the back seat. but it's like, would you rather win games or would you rather win scoring titles? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. All right. All right. I'm with you on all this, all the sunsness. Um, let's see here. There's two more. I got, I think okay, two, okay. two to the more, two to the more Zion. Uh, where do I where do I want to take him? Seventh round. Now come on, he finished in the top fifty. <laughs> Let's go. I know you hate him, but I don't hate Zion. I love I love I'm I'm uh the one hundred percent. I am buying my first ticket. The first ticket I buy to go back to an NBA game will be Pelicans Bulls. I love oh. Zion. I want to see Zion. Pelicans Bulls is the first one though. It's the first one I'm gonna buy because I want to go see Zion. Yes, I've seen um, Tyler. I've seen Curry. I've seen LeBron. I've seen those guys. I guess. And Zion. Oh, I live in the city. Go to the game anytime. A lot of us haven't seen him. So this is the other guy then, Lamelo Ball. Ooh, is he on Chicago Bulls? Uh, I don't think so. That might be Lonzo Ball on the on the. On no, the... I thought you said Lonzo Ball. No, no. I think okay. Lonzo Ball is what he is. And I don't know that it matters that much where he goes. I know, but I'm just going to take him higher because he's on the Bulls. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> uh, Lamello, smellow Lamello. Uh, where do I want to take him at that age? 
Ooh, I, I, I think it, he's a point guard. Damn it. I want to take him in the beginning of the fourth. I, I actually don't think he'll make it that far. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be on my I think stay I will, away from drafting list. No. I want I want to take him in the end of the third. I, I don't think I'm going to stay away, actually. I don't think I'm going to stay away from LaMelo Ball. I think uh, if things get – especially – actually, I don't know. If things Wait. get weird in Charlotte, like you said, I don't think I'm going to stay away from LaMelo Ball, actually. Okay. I really – I watched a lot of Charlotte Hornets last year, and I kind of like the Charlotte Hornets. Dude, you too. just got – you just get left with the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, let's just, let's just put it out there. But – like if you look at ADP of like Zion last year, I think that's going to be the same thing for Lamelo. Yeah, they're 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 huge names, and where do I think they're going to go? Third round, fourth that's, round. That's what I mean. And like I'm just I'm just out at that point. Like Zion went 23rd overall in consensus fantasy pros ADP last year. He was 28th in Yahoo, 19th in ESPN, 26th in CBS. Like if Lamelo's going there, I'm staying far away. I think yeah, that's no, his absolute ceiling for next year. There's no chance, but if Lamelo falls into the fourth round and he's a no, point guard, no, I, but there's no chance. There's not that. a lot of point guards left. Yeah, but there's no chance of that. I mean, theoretically, would you rather have Lonzo Ball or Lamelo Ball though? Lamelo. Okay. Yeah. Same here. But Lonzo's going to go outside pick fifty. He went fifty-eight this year. Yeah, who's going to be their value? Different question. Right. And so that's what I mean. And I, so I think he's going to be on my do not draft list just because everyone else is going to be going wet for him. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be going crazy for him and I'm just out. I'm, I'm already super wet. Oh, I um, do have one more. I'll ask one more. Just because, I, have, I have one more question for you. So you go and then I'll go. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, one man. of the players I'm most confused about in my life. Mm. In your whole life. Yep. Damn. That's. Um... I have no idea what to do with Jared Jackson Jr. whatsoever. Uh, I think that's a good thing. So let me not answer the question by not answering the question. Not knowing anything at all, barring any like crazy ass preseason game with Jared Jackson Jr., which always gets all the people uh, super wet. Um, I think he might be kind of a sleeper then. Because if people are being like, yeah, the guy fucking, he sucks, man. He barely plays. He didn't, he never shows up, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if he's healthy this year and he's, he could be easily a top 50 player. Yeah. And, and with the injury last year, he went 86. And that's maybe my worry is like people seem to still be on him even when he was hurt. And so, like, if they're yeah. picking him at 50, like, do I want him at 50? I'm a little, I am also. I don't think I about I don't think I do, right? Like I think I want him at like 80 again. And with the upside that he could be in the top 50. So he's a he's a weird player for me that I'm still trying to maybe figure out where what to do with him and where he goes and where I want to take him and where I don't want to take him. Yeah. And well, I'm trying to look for these game logs. Um tough times for my catcher today. Um, but, 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 man, these are all advanced stats. What's going on here? All right. Well, I can't find the game logs. Anyway, I don't remember seeing anything as game logs that made me stop. And I don't know. Be like, oh, look at, In oh, holy shit. Look at that. Look at this guy. There was oh, no. Oh, shit. Look at that. I didn't. There was. 
nothing too crazy the playoffs. He did go for 21 and 6 in 26 minutes uh, yeah. in game 4 and in game 5 where they got knocked out. He went for 15, 7 and 3 blocks in 29 minutes. Yeah. I guess it's not a holy shit for me. It's pretty good. It's exact it's like what I think he can accomplish and that is good, but it's not a holy shit. Well, here was the other thing, too. It wasn't necessarily the injury that limited him in the playoffs. He had four fouls, four fouls, five fouls, four fouls, and four fouls. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thread. <laughs> right? That, we, that, is, and, that is a concern. His career, for his career, three seasons. Now, let's throw last year out because he played 11 regular season games. But his first two years, 3.8 fouls a game. And his second year, 4.1 fouls a game. So a lot of what's limiting his minutes is he cannot – Stop fouling. No. And that's a huge concern, and we all know that. We all know that anyone who's in foul trouble ends up, you know, is the, the age-old, man, if that guy just played 35 minutes, he had 12 blocks a game. And instead, it's uh, he's fouled out in the in the first quarter. So you have to be realistic with that. I'm – we're, we're going to have to revisit Jaron Jackson. Uh, I want to get one last two early – rankings rankings question out there to you tyler because actually i think this is a this could be a significant jump for this particular player based on circumstance dame lillard leaves portland cj is the number one point guard and option in portland where are you drafting him i'd argue the scenario isn't real that's fair Right, because like if I you didn't... trade him, if you trade him, wow, I know I didn't, I did a no answer, and you did a no answer. We are in peak uh, midseason form, right? <laughs> well, now. I, I guess my point is, if you trade him, aren't you trading him? You're either trading him for picks, and you're blowing the whole thing up, including trading CJ McCollum, or you're you're trying to trade him for somebody that's very better than CJ McCollum to try to win, right? Like a superstar, superstar swap, which we don't normally see, so. If he's the number one option on any team, doesn't I guess we won't even rule out that it's Portland. If he's on number one, CJ McCollum's the number one option on any team. Am I taking him that much higher than I would right now? Probably not. I mean, I'd maybe take him in the top 40, but that's about it. Ooh, I, I might be a little bit higher on uh, a I'm the only guy in town, CJ McCollum. He did and has carried uh, Portland at um, – you know, like Dame Jr. levels when he is given free reign, he's just not as consistent. Yeah, and I guess my worry would be that his field goal percentage dips without without um, Dame there. You know sure what I mean? Sure, it will. And so, yeah, okay, maybe adds you a few more points, but then he starts shooting like 42, 43%. Like that could be enough of a detriment to kind of not make it worth your while in fantasy. Yeah, likely. All right. Well, I think we got a pretty good feel on um, at least a, a starting point for our rankings for next year. We're going to have to come back, re-listen to this one as we approach uh, this uh, next season. It's been a wonderful season with all of you, but as you, if you're a real NBA head and real fancy head, which is probably you are because you're listening to this podcast, um, you know that the season is not over. It's actually just beginning. Uh, the draft is coming, free agency is coming, and it is the best and most fun time of the year for anyone who actually truly likes or loves the NBA. And uh, we are going to be doing 
our rookie mock draft. And then we're going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus to let the draft happen and the beginning of free agent, free agent, free agency happen. Because Tyler, you think it's going to be pretty wild. Oh, oh I would remove that word pretty in there. Extremely. It is going to be absolutely wild. It's going to be wild and out, just like Nick Cannon. And I think will be best is to let the dust settle. And once the dust starts settling, we are going to start telling you uh, exactly what the moves mean to your fantasy season before next year. The season never ends. The season never stops. It was a great year, even though it was a weird one. And I hope everybody is safe and better. Um, Tyler, you got anything to plug? Oh, let's see here. Uh, you could find anything I write pretty much uh, at the Smoking Cubans. So you check that out. And next year, I will assume that my weekly fantasy basketball column will return for hashtag basketball.com. Um, and so that's something to look forward to. You should. You should look forward to that. And you should also be following Tyler at Tyler P. Watts on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And you can see me play video games out at, at, for some reason at twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, which I'm hoping to do. Oh, you know, I, I really didn't figure out the, the, what we could do with that channel, but the mock drafts seem to go pretty well. So maybe we'll be doing some mock drafts once mock draft season opens. Tyler, thank you so much for another great year. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Michael, another good one. Another good one. Another good one. We will see all of you very soon. Thank you for listening and uh, be safe. Thank you.